Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Maya Eileen Talks. Today we will talk about Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. But first, a note of the host of this podcast. I would appreciate it if you like this video, subscribe to the channel and share it with your friends and family. Pride and Prejudice is a romantic novel by Jane Austen, published anonymously in three volumes in 1813. A classic of English literature written with insensitive wit and superb characters delineation. It centers on the burgeoning relationship between Elizabeth Bennet, the daughter of a country gentleman, and Fitzwilliam Darcy, aristocratic landowner. Upon publishing, Pride and Prejudice was well received by Upon publication, Pride and Prejudice well received by critics and readers. The first edition sold out within the first year, and it never went out of print. Pride and Prejudice is set in a rural England at the turn of the 19th century, and it follows the Bennet family, which includes five very different sisters. The eldest Jane is sweet and temperate and modest. She is her sister Elizabeth's confidant and friend. Elizabeth, the heroine of the novel, is intelligent and high-spirited. She shared her father's distaste for the conventional views of society as to the importance of wealth and rank. The third daughter, Mary, is plain, bookish and pompous, while Lydia and Kitty, the two youngest, are flighty and immature. Mr. Bennet is the family patriarch. He is fond of his two eldest daughters, especially his favorite Elizabeth, but takes a passive interest in the youngest ones, ultimately failing to curb their childish instincts and intelligence, but eccentric and sarcastic man. He does not care for society conventions and mocks his wife's obsession with finding suitable husbands for their daughters. As several scholars have noted, however, Mrs. Bennet is rightfully concerned. Because of an until the modest family estate is to be inherited by William Collins, Mr. Bennet's nephew, who is the next male in line. Indeed, as Austin scholar Mary Evans notes, if Mrs. Bennet is slightly crazy, then perhaps she is so because she perceives more clearly than her husband to possible fate of her five daughters if they don't marry. Unfortunately, Mrs. Bennet's favor and and delicacy often works against her interests. 
A woman of little sense and much self-pity, she indulged her larger youngest daughter. Throughout the novel, the Bennet sisters encounter several elaborate bachelors, including Charles Bingley, Darcy, Lieutenant George Wickham, and Collins. Bingley has recently led Netherfield Estate, which neighbors the Bennet's home, Longbourn. Austin described him as good-looking and gentlemanlike, having a pleasant countenance and easy, unaffected manners. He has come by his fortune through his family's interest in trade, which was seen as a less respectable means of obtaining wealth than by inheriting it, as his friend Darcy has done. Darcy is clearly a product of this heretical thinking. He believes in the natural superiority of the wealthy landed gently. gentry. He is arrogant but perspective. Darcy's estate were once managed by Wickham's father, but he and Wickham are no longer friendly. Wickham is attractive and charming, making him immediately popular among the women in the nearby town of Meryton, where he and other soldiers have been stationed. Collins, on the other hand, is not a sensible man, and the definition of nature had been but little assisted by education of society. He's a clergyman whose patron, patron, the controlling lady Catherine de Bourgh, is also Darcy's aunt. Other supporting characters in the novel include Elizabeth's friends Charlotte Lucas, who is described as a sensible and nearing an age where marriage is unlikely. Charlotte's parents, Sir William and Lady Lucas, Mrs. Bennet's brother, Edward Gardiner, who works in trade, and his wife, both of whom are generous and well-grounded, being the sisters, the snobbish and scheming Caroline and Louisa Hertz and Darcy's 16-year-old sister, Georgiana, who is painfully shy but good-humoured. The novel opens with one of the most famous lines in English literature. It is a truth universally acknowledgement that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. The statement is seemingly what Mrs. Bennet thinks as she set her sight on the newly arrived Bingley, who she is sure will make a suitable husband for one of her daughters. At the ball, Bingley takes an immediate interest in the beautiful and shy Jane. The encounter between his friend Darcy and Elizabeth is less cordial, although Austin shows them intrigued by each other. 
She reversed the convention of first impressions. The pride of rank and fortune and prejudice against the social inferiority of Elizabeth's family hold Darcy aloof. While the pride of self-respect and prejudice against Darcy's snobbery hold Elizabeth equally aloof. The pompous Collins soon arrives, hoping to marry one of the Bennet's sisters. Mrs. Bennet steers him towards Elizabeth, but the latter refuses his offer of marriage. He instead becomes engaged to her friend Charlotte Lucas. During this time, Elizabeth encounters the charming Wickham. There is a mutual attraction between the two, and he informs her that Darcy has denied him his inheritance. After Bingley abruptly departs for London, Elizabeth's dislike of Darcy mounts as she becomes convinced that he is discouraging Bingley's relationship with Jane. Darcy, however, has grown increasingly fond of Elizabeth, admiring her intelligence and fatality. While visiting the now married Charlotte, Elizabeth sees Darcy, who professes his love for her and proposes. A surprised Elizabeth refused his offer, and when Darcy demands an explanation, she accuses him of breaking up Jane and Bingley and of denying Wickham his inheritance. Darcy subsequently writes Elizabeth a letter in which he explains that he separated the couple largely because he did not believe Jane returned Bingley's affection. He also disclosed that Wickham, after squandering his inheritance, tried to marry Darcy's then 15-year-old sister in an attempt to gain possession of her fortune. With this revelation, Elizabeth begins to see Darcy in a new light. Shortly thereafter, the youngest Bennet's sister, Lydia, eloped with Wickham. The news is met with great alarm by Elizabeth. Since the scandalous affair, which is unlikely to end in marriage, could ruin the reputation of the other Bennet sisters. When she tells Darcy, he persuades Wickham to marry Lydia, offering him money. Despite Darcy's attempt to keep his interventions a secret, Elizabeth learns of his actions at the encouragement of Darcy, Bingley subsequently returns and he and Jane become engaged. Finally, Darcy proposes again to Elizabeth, who this time accepts. The work, which Austen initially titled First Impressions, is the second of four novels that Austen published during her lifetime. Although Pride and Prejudice has been criticized for its lack of historical context, it is literally said 
either during the French Revolution, 1787 till 99, or the Napoleon Wars, 1799 till 1815. The extent of its characters in a social bubble that is rarely penetrated by events beyond it is an accurate portrayal of the enclosured social world in which Austin lived. She depicted that world in all its own narrow pride and prejudice, which unworthing accuracy and satire. At the time, same time, she placed at its center as both its prime actor and most perspective critic, a character so well conceived and rendered that the reader cannot but be gripped by her story and wish for its happy denouncement. In the end, Austen's novel has remained popular largely because of Elizabeth, who was reportedly Austen's own favorite among all her heroines, and because of the endurance appeal to men and women alike of a well-told and potentially happily ending love story. Pride and Prejudice inspired various stage film, stage film and television productions. Notable adaptions include the 1914 film with Greer Garson as Elizabeth and Lawrence Oliver as Darcy, the 1995 TV miniseries starring Jennifer Ill and Colin Firth, and the 2005 movie featuring Carrie Knightley and Matthew McFadden. The novel also served as a promise for a merit of books at the turn of the 21st century, including the bestseller British Jones' Diary by Helen Fielding. Starring, of course, Renee Zellweger, Conferred, and Hugh Grant. All of such books include Prime Predators and Zombies, I love that one by the way, by Seth Graham Smith also adapted into a movie in 2016 and Sophia Khan is not obliged by Aisha Malik in which a 21st century Muslim woman is intrigued by her sudden tattooed neighbor. These interpretations shows the universal and enduring appeal of Pride and Prejudice its themes. Well of course there are a lot more uh versions of it and um that is for example becoming jane uh becoming uh, elizabeth bennett and uh, there's a lot of more and like i said i love predators and uh, zombies especially um the second proposal of um Mr. Darcy in that movie, in that book, that is phenomenal. I really, really love that uh, proposal. And um, yeah, well, let me tell you guys, Pride and Prejudice is my really first English literature I read uh, 
in English, of course. Uh, people who know me know that I am from the Netherlands officially. So English is not my first language. And, but I was enjoying um, the book, but I got acquainted with it, uh, with the 1995 TV miniseries. Uh, with Colin Firth and Jennifer uh, L, of course. And um, it was nice to... Yeah, it, it it's brought back the love I have for uh, period dramas like that. I always have loved Sissy. I have loved um, other movies and books in that period. And... It was um, nice because, you know, I do love the characters. I really love the characters. And Mr. Darcy and uh, Elizabeth are always my favorite characters and my hero heroes uh, in the book and movies, of course. Um, they have something I would love to romanticize. And uh, you don't, uh, it is still uh, in this time, but um, I think what we need to see is that um, we always think people in the high society or royalty um, that, yeah, we common people are looking up to them and we really don't need to do that because they are people too you know and in this book in this story in this movie you see what really happens and i think jane austen uh wrote that very well and of course there are likable and not so likable characters um but she wrote the characters very well um that she she really had different characters that you say would say okay um i like that one because of that or i like that one because of this and um i think it's very um to say it's she described a lot of characters uh, in nowadays world and I think you would say um, it's uh, funny to read and it reminds me also at Bridgerton of uh, how uh, Lady Whistleton um, describe and show what those people are in like in the high society so um, of course I love Darcy I love Bingley I love Jane I love Elizabeth um, I also love um, Darcy's youngest sister and they she could have done a bit more with that character and um of course there are many many different books 
Had that had been written or stories with the characters that didn't have the time for uh, you get to know them. And one of those characters is Mary Bennett. I read one story about her and a, a captain and um, how she got engaged and married, etc. And in one way, it was very nice to read because we don't know that much about her. And there are other characters as well. Um, for example, I did like uh, uh, the brother and sister-in-law of Miss Bennett. She, uh, they, they were nice and, and, you know, in every version we see them, we see them as a, this lovely couple that is really grounded. And that's what I love about them. And, um, of course there are also characters that will get the blood under your nails from and of course Mrs. Bennett is one of them uh, the the actress who played in uh, the 1995 TV mini TV series um, oh I hated her I hated her so this uh, quote goes if you hate the character, the actor or actress have done a good job. And that's also, for example, with um, Professor Umbridge from Harry Potter. I hate her character, but I love the actress. And it's just, she, Jane Austen, I wished I could... Um, Get her know her better and I must confess um, I write myself I self write so um, I know the whole journey to put the characters on and the story etc but I haven't had the courage yet to publish and um, well, publish in the way of uh, not monet uh, get it in the bookstores. Uh, I do write, of course, fan fictions, etc. And I publish them on the web. But um, yeah, I'm um, not into the publishing yet for real. So I'm a bit envious and jealous about it that she did it and uh, she did it under her own name because in that time that was a no-no to for women to write and publish that under their own name a female name then uh, so a lot of them also would um, write on the an, Poseidon name and yeah I always remind me of uh, also of Beatrix Potter you know she had this own fantasy world she had her own character she draw them 
she wrote the stories and also she couldn't publish under her own name because she was a woman. I think the uh, actors and actresses that who are um, making the movies like Pride and Prejudice uh, would be having really fun because they could dress up as in the old days and be in high society and etc 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 and that is something I still would like to do um, but and the other nice thing is they um, the house of Darcy Pamboy uh, what is filmed also in uh, the one with uh, Kira Knightley they uh, have used Chatsworth's house and I live from Chatsworth's house like 30 minutes 30 minutes yeah, something like that 30-45 minutes and I love it out there I haven't visited yet because, uh, as you know, I only lived for four years in England and um, with COVID, etc. It hasn't been um, good to visit Chesswoods, but I will do that and I will gonna show you something uh, of it. And. Um, yeah, it's really, I really enjoyed Prime Freighters and, 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 and as well in the, as in book, as in movie. But I also can say that of Sense of Sensibility. I love that one too. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys know Prime Freighters, so... Uh, let me know what you think about Pride and Prejudice and uh, what you think of the writer Jane Austen. And um, yeah, who knows? So thank you for listening and join me in two weeks for a new episode of Maya Alin Talks. The next episode is about Sequest with Tommy of Strike Cannon. You can find the Maya Eileen Tanks podcast on Spotify, Anchors, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, on the YouTube channel and the Facebook group. I also have two other podcasts called the Dutch Ready Room podcast and Girls Talking Track. I have another podcast called the Dutch Ready Room podcast. And this podcast is an old video podcast and uh, it's been in my native language so it is in Dutch Netherlandish and I do that because I couldn't find that much of Dutch Star Trek podcasts so that's what I did it um, you can find the Dutch Ready Room. You can find the Dutch Ready Room on the Facebook group or the YouTube channel. Ghost Talking Track is a track podcast that 
I used to do with a f- good friend of mine, Amanda, but sh- since her passing, I am doing the podcast alone. So I am still looking for another track friend who will and have the time to recap with me every two weeks an episode of Star Trek. At the moment, I'm recapping season three of Star Trek TNG.